And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Time to welcome back into the studio for the first time since last year, Luke Smith mm. from Envision Financial. Good afternoon. It's like turning up for the first time all over again it's, many years it's, ago. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know exactly when we opened the doors and when we closed them and so forth. It's, I've lost track mm. of when we've been open for business and when we've not been open for business and uh, exactly uh, how restrictive the restrictions have been. Uh, we know that as from 6pm tonight, we can all go dancing. Got oh, plans? Well, <laughs> that's that's going to throw my weekend in a disarray now. And, and here's the big one. You can drink standing up. Oh, right. Oh, my, I've been breaking the law for months then. <laughs> I, I, I don't stand up to drink. I, I like a nice, comfortable armchair. Mate, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Show me the couch. Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> We're here today to talk about uh, salary sacrificing versus co- personal contributions mm. to your superannuation. Now, either way, you're going to beef up your superannuation, but it's two different ways of doing that, isn't it? Yeah. Look, and again, I think we've just started to sort of come at topics where I'm finding more and more queries are, are coming around and this is one where you effectively need to keep in mind here that you achieve the same outcome. As you said, we get more money into super and we have tax benefits doing so. But if we sort of break down the two differences, a personal contribution is simply where you use your own money to add to your super balance. So that could come from the offset account of your house, that could come from lotto, that could come from your husband or wife's purse, Wherever you can get your hands on it, it's already taxed money. Yeah, and it's you're just after tax money. In. Yep, yeah. you're just putting it into the fund and you need to tell the fund, hey, Mr. ABC Super, I've put $10,000 into my fund. I wish to claim a deduction. Now, this part, I can't stress enough. This is one part of finance where the paperwork will kill you, <laughs> okay, because you can put your $10,000 in. Yeah. But if you do not lodge what we call a notice of intent, the fund doesn't know that you wish to claim a tax deduction because the default treatment of all funds is that no deduction is claimed. Yeah. So the notice of intent is vital because it says to the fund, hey, Mr. ABC Super, I've put $10,000 in. I'd like to claim $10,000 as a tax deduction. And what the fund will do is they will write back to you as the member and they'll say, hey, Mr. Smith, thank you very much for your contribution. We have treated it accordingly. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but if you can't show to your accountant or prove to the ATO that that has been acknowledged, it's highly unlikely that when you lodge your personal tax return, your $100,000 salary and tax payable will not be reduced to $90,000, and therefore you will miss out on the tax concessions between your marginal rate and 15% being the contribution rate for super. So this is this is vital. I can't stress it enough. Paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. Which is why we have professionals like you. Which is why oh, we, the girls in my office just love filling out the paperwork. <laughs> exactly. So, right. you know, you just need to keep in mind here, we're still getting money in, but we're using our own money. We need to tell them about the deduction. We need to fill in the contribution. And we can do the contribution at any time in the financial year. Now, people say, well, why one over the other? Let's say you've got a non-deductible mortgage, okay? People are saving into their offset account, filling it up, filling it up, filling it up. You're paying down what you owe in the bank, which is reducing the interest that they charge you because it's calculated daily. Yeah. Then at the end of the year, you can take the money that you've been putting into your offset account, you can pull that out, you can put that into the super fund, claim a tax deduction, and you've effectively had two uses for the same money. 
you've saved interest on your home during the year, filled up your offset account until June. Then in June, you've pulled the money out because the money must be cleared by the 30th of June in the super account. So you don't want to get too cute and leave it to the 28th because that also results in tears. Um, put the money in the super fund, claim the tax deduction, and then your taxable income will fall for that year. So that's why you would go down the personal road and the key things that you would look to do. Salary sacrifice is that old school adage of let my boss put some money into super for me, reduce my pay on a fortnightly basis, and effectively bring forward the deduction. Now, if you go down that road, that's worked for many, many years. Um, you don't claim the deduction, work does, so there's nothing you need to tell your fund. It's taken out on a fortnightly basis or monthly basis, depending on your employer. Therefore, your salary's coming down and your contributions are going into super. Now, if you don't have a house to pay off or you just want to build super as your priority, that may be better for you than a personal contribution. It's not that one is better or worse than the other. It's a bit like saying, what sort of car do I need to drive? I, I said this in a meeting yesterday. At six foot four, six foot five, I don't have a mini. <laughs> I'm not anti-mini. Yeah. It's just not my, knees, my knees would be around my ears driving it, yeah. so I don't have a mini. So I'm not saying here at any point this one's better than that one. I guess I'm really stressing that do what you need for you and what yeah. works for you and your situation and, and, and your choices. Now, let's just keep this nice and clear. When you uh, go down the avenue of salary sacrifice, uh, you're giving up a part of your salary and that then goes into your superannuation instead. So is that yep. before tax? Correct. That's right. It's, it, it is before tax and it's done by your employer. So your wage will come down commensurately in the fortnight periods that you're remunerated. So although your wage will fall, so will your tax. Exactly right. And for those sitting in the car going, well, that's far better than personal, all you're doing is you're claiming the deduction at the end of the year with a personal contribution or you're effectively revising your tax payable during the year for salary sacrifice. But you will end up at the same net tax position at the end of the financial year, whether it's personal or salary sacrifice. So it's not that one's better or worse. It's just about knowing you can even do both. I was just going to ask that. So there you go. You can do both. You can say, right, I'm going to salary sacrifice $10,000 a year from the 1st of July to the 30th of June. And then at the end of the year, I might have, as we've talked in previous shows, $5,000 of room in my concessional limit of 27500 Then you can do a personal contribution and top that up. So one, one driver here as to what's good for you is when in the year you start your contribution strategy because salary sacrifice is not retrospective. So it can only be from today onwards right. for this financial year, for example. Now, if I want to get $20,000 into super between now and June, I may not have room in my pay for the remainder of this year to salary sacrifice $20,000 and live the way I want to live. So you might do some and then a personal contribution in June, or you might say, well, on the 1st of July, I'll do salary sacrifice because if I have a couple of gins on a Friday night, there's a very good chance that some packages will be arriving next Wednesday from eBay. So to eliminate me losing control of my savings, I'll salary sacrifice because it's regimented and it's taken out my inability to save or temptation or you know whatever you need to get the job done because everybody has different skills and and different attitudes towards saving 
So what should people consider when they're thinking about what's a right fit for them? Yeah, so I think think about when you're going to start your contribution strategy. You know, if you're starting early in the financial year, then salary sacrifice is fine and you can make a personal contribution to top it up at the end of the year. If your priority is to pay down your home, then you'd like to see more money build up during the year into your offset account and then you could use a personal contribution at the end of the year. If you've got a a chunky uh, or lumpy income stream, let's say you're a contractor or you're self-employed and some months it's good, some months it's bad, some months it's fantastic, a personal contribution in the good months can help you allocate money during the year or save up until the end of the year and have a separate account for working capital and then add to super at that point. So you need to think about how am I going to fund it, where am I going to fund it from, and what are my personal attributes that will either help me or hinder me in being consistent because consistency is the important thing and you just need to think about what you need. If you want to make some bigger contributions at the end of the year, great personal contribution. If you want to do salary sacrifice during the year and then top up at the end of the year, that's great too. So don't think that you have to do one or the other. Just do what's right for you, but be across your strategy and know what your objective is. So basically, you've got a choice where you can set and forget through salary sacrifice, yep. which is probably great for if you don't want to have to worry, worry about things and don't want to spend time thinking about Spot it. On. It just happens automatically. Spot on. Uh, but then the other option is, is to do that catch-up at the end of the financial year. Yep, that's right. And again, it just comes down to people's cash flow. Um, I find it's, it's, it's good to do both. Um, if, you're an, if you're a diligent saver and you're one of these, I've got 45 accounts for everything, then you'll be filling up your super account anyway and you know that you'll always have the money. The frustration for me is planning that with clients who then fall to temptation because now we can travel and instead of going and putting money into super, they took the family to Hawaii and we have a conversation at the end of May and go, right, where's you know the money you've been saving? Where is it? Oh, well, uh, yeah, um, ooh, um, <laughs> I've just got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Nothing good ever comes from those conversations because then people don't have the funding, they miss out on the tax deduction and there can be other more expensive ramifications. So be diligent, be consistent and use the strategy that you know will work for you. Okay, so when we're making a contribution to superannuation and claiming it as a tax deduction, there's a, a limit to how much you can put in, isn't there? That's is, exactly is there right. also a limit on the on the salary sacrificing? No, so one falls under the other. So the, the concessional contribution cap limit is 27500 and that includes money from your employer, which would be your superannuation guarantee payments, and money that you put in. So in that example from before, you might say, I earn $100,000, I get $10,000 from my employer. That means I have 17500 of cap space up to the limit that I haven't used, where I could take money from my offset account and put that into super under a personal contribution. Another good attribute of the personal contribution option is using the bring forward rule. So we talk about the limit and what we haven't used up to the limit since 2019, where people haven't because they've rejoined the workforce, had a pay rise or come across some money that they'd like to add to super, a personal contribution is a great way to use that bring forward legislation and maximise the income deductions in any one individual financial year. So it's 
a total for all deductible contributions coming in that you don't want to exceed. Okay, so that would include the salary sacrifice contributions as well. So everything exactly. going into the, that yep. is the absolute speed limit. Correct. Uh, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You're straight into the wall if you go over <laughs> Now, you're not straight into the wall. It's not the end of the world, but like most things, it's it's an inconvenience mm. and the, the ATO will get you and balance the ledger. Yeah. So in other words, if you exceed that limit, you'll have to pay tax on it. Correct. Yeah. There exactly you go. Right. That makes it simple. Today, we're talking about do I salary sacrifice into my super or do I make a personal contribution? Or, shock horror, maybe even both. Yeah. So, Luke, what are the key things to remember when we're thinking about what's right for you? Yeah, you can, have your, you can have your cake and eat it too. And I think that's the important thing to take from this. It's not this or that. Yeah, It's very much what suits your situation, what's your broader strategy, what's the timing. Because if you're 35, you may not want to make a super contribution up to 27500 But as I said this week, if you're two or three years from it, getting to 60 where you could retire and access your money tax-free, get as much money in there as possible to reduce your income tax, but also then bolster the, the base from which a tax-free pension can be drawn at 60. So make sure you understand your strategy and you plan ahead. Don't leave it to the last minute, but if you do and you're that, you're that way inclined, use a personal contribution. Know where you can source your money from. If you think about taking the money out of an offset account and paying 2.2%, to put it into superannuation and save 25 to 30%, depending on your marginal tax rate. I don't have a doctorate of mathematics, but that's not a bad rate of return, 24% on 2% cost. So okay. think about it, use your offset, use your resources, because it's a great way to fund it. Start a transition to retirement pension if you want to fund a personal contribution. As we've said before, a little bit of black magic pay the transition to retirement pension out to yourself over 60 tax-free, then use that money and put it straight back into another super fund as a personal contribution and claim a deduction. So know what you're going to do, know where your money's coming from, know what your paperwork requirements are. Paperwork, paperwork, paperwork when it comes to the personal contribution. Um, and then throw this past your trusted advisor, your accountant and the like so that you know that it's right for your broader situation because some people put $25,000 or $27,000 in a super, earning $40,000 of income, which is actually detrimental to their overall tax position. So don't just assume that it's great. Look at your position, understand your strategy, start with why, and then mm. get the external help that you need. I know we've spoken about this many times before, but the transition to retirement thing, that's something you can do once you hit 60. But of course, you might not want to retire until you're much mm. older than that, 65, 67, whatever the case Correct. might be. You can still keep working full-time, yep. take money out of your super yep. as a tax-free payment, yep. then put it back into super as a tax deduction Did and that. build up your super for when you are ready to retire. How you, long can you get away with that, Lark? Well, <laughs> let's let's run with it until someone taps us on the shoulder. But you're exactly right. And this is why I'm, I guess I'm trying to just bring to people's attention. You don't have to retire from the workforce to start a pension, but it's a great funding mechanism because you can get tax-free money over 60 under the transition to retirement rules to then put it straight back into another fund and make a personal contribution and lower your taxable income. So great where you've gone back to work, great where you've got um, a high level of taxable income or other assets. You've got rental income. You've got things from other resources that are added to salary. Great way to access money, keep working, put it back in 
and then claim a tax deduction. So it's always about tying your strategy with the tools and resources that are available to you. And a, a TTR account or an offset account are great ways to fund deductible contributions because nobody likes paying unnecessary amounts of tax. And I guess the bottom line here, of course, is that uh, with uh, a, a lot of these uh, ideas that we're talking about, the important thing is to get, make sure the paperwork's right. Oh, 100%. It's 100% because if you take money out of an account or you take a pension, you need the right paperwork to start the pension. If you've put money into a super fund and you want to claim a deduction, you need to use the notice of intent to tell the fund that that's what you're going to do because the ATO will block the deduction and you know people get very upset when they realise, well, I did put the money in. Did you lodge the form? And nothing makes my stomach turn over faster than what form? Mm. So, yeah, understand what you're doing. Get your account involved. Get them, get them across it. Make sure it's right for you. Make sure if, if you get ready before 30 June, you're going into the end of the financial year fully loaded and, and maximising all your opportunities. Fantastic. So uh, it's all about making sure you've got all your I's dotted and T's crossed yep. and all the paperwork is in order. That's Spot pretty on. important advice no matter what you're doing financially, mm. of course. So, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so, look, if you're unsure, if you want to take advantage of something like this, 6260-4749, um, you can call and make an appointment. I think we've got a, a few left in May. Uh, you've got envisionfinancial.com.au. That's Envision with an E. Uh, that's the, the, the website. We've got the Knowledge Centre there where there's all sorts of technical information that people can look at and view for free. Uh, we've got the podcast, the Strategy Stacker Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify, and we've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we've got all of the recordings of the show so you can watch it on your phone on the couch because we don't, even though we can drink standing up, we'd rather do it sitting down. <laughs> exactly right. Luke, thanks very much. See you next week. Luke Smith back again next Friday on 2 C.